0: All right, here we are in the second hour. It's the morning tailgate. Lindsey Brown, Clay Baker, and you. Vinny Bonsignor is on a flight. He's getting on that big bird, heading over to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. Both he and Q will be there all week, providing great coverage from their radio row facilities over in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil. And we will get you abreast of all the information and observations that come through that. 702-365-9200 702-365-9200 is both the text line and phone number we want to hear from you let's get some calls you're at 702-365-9200 as it pertains to the combine and you know the particular set of skills that it takes for you to do your job and what sets you apart from everyone else because that's the thing, like. When we're going to go and see all the footage, there's going to be bench presses and vertical jumps and all the things that kind of separate and categorize certain players that make them different from somebody else. What are the ones that separate you from your job? And uh, thanks to Fabian, who brought up a text about the radio combine. What would be our particular set of skills? They're not very glorifying. I'll tell you that right now. You know, it's not very glorifying. It's like, what are we supposed to do here? You know, it's like he says, coffee making (laughs) back timing a break, hitting the post copy rewrite post
1: is definitely one of them
0: that helps hitting the post is good back time of break absolutely does but yeah what would be the competitions for for radio well what are the ones for your jobs we'll get your thoughts in there And you know and fabian a former uh, officer of the law you know you got to be a trained observer first and foremost you got to be able to observe things put it down in like quick time and be able to assess situations in a in a second's notice
1: well and you got to run with some weight on I remember training back in the day there used to be or there's facilities called acceleration like acceleration Minnesota where I did the the skating treadmills but they also had you know regular performance training for football for softball golf even we we did it all there and so I was on the, the running treadmills a few times and they were trying to fix whatever my lower body was doing and, and they failed but it gets me from point A to point B so I it, it's all good but I remember seeing you know police officers on there sometimes even uh, firefighters you'll see them do the the stair climber at the gym mm-hmm. uh, to train because they're running and they're running with the, with the utility belt on and all the things that they have to have uh, on them uh, to do their jobs Heavy effectively work. yeah and so uh, I, I suppose you have to know how to run awkwardly. When you're an officer, like with weight being held in your hips and like other things moving around, you have to be able to to get there quick, but with with an awkward <laughs> uh, uniform on. Or maybe you're someone that that takes care of kids. Your lateral movement, especially if you're working with toddlers and multiples, you talk about hand strength that Max Crosby has. You got to be able to grip a t shirt. <laughs> Quick, yes. What if they're yeah. running away from the park, right? And you're just—I got to get both of them, and right. then I got to convince them that they that they should follow me, right? And the and word so stop doesn't you, work right? exactly, and so you have to find a, a different type of bribery, right? And 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 so that's a different type of, of skill set.
0: If you're working with toddlers, you got to have lateral motion. You got to have like one-on-one defense all the time. Peripheral
1: vision has to be very high. Yeah, you got to keep high. those kids
0: in front of you, man.
1: Yeah, and if you're you're one of those types, because have you seen like the the kid bungee cords the basic the leashes that they'll put the kids on to make sure they don't because some kids are runners and i get it i, I don't judge uh, especially in like big areas like airports state those fairs, harnesses those kid harnesses, the harnesses and oh, right. stuff yeah. i mean you gotta be in an athletic stance especially if your kids one of those top percenters or it's just like all right, that kid drinks a lot of milk, and you can tell. Where They they decide to go. You could go with them. You're like, is this a German shepherd? <laughs> My was, God. Right. Even a dog walker. I mean, you got to. It a, now and,
0: defeats the purpose of them running. you chasing after them? Because now you are chasing literally after them. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you're going with them uh, to hell with a handbag. And it's, it might demean you time. both,
0: but either way, it's you're going for a ride. And
1: then can you imagine the judgment if the kid's taking you for a ride and you got the harness? Then who's the harness on, truly? The so, kid knows he yeah, won. the kid the kid he or knows. she knows.
0: Yeah, they know. They're keeping score. And uh, what are the particular skills, the impressive skills you do at your job? let get your thoughts at 702-365-9200. We do, a couple of our listeners, uh, Raider Jay in Monterey, he runs a nonprofit, two nonprofits. One is for um, you know kids and bikes and how to have kids who are probationees. Uh, to work with uh, pit bulls. And so oh, there's nice. like a, a dual thing going on there with a, a several amounts of skills that I, I don't know if I even possess It's a lot of nonverbal
1: Bradford. skills. Yeah. Like I that. feel like a lot of nonverbal communication. Like how do you get people to trust you without saying trust me?
0: Well, that's that's and, another thing. Yeah. To find that kind of right. guidance and, and love well, and all that that's, stuff. That's, like that's that, like You hard
1: have hard to have do. proof. Like, <laughs> like words are not going to mean a whole lot, especially to the to the pit bulls, because I don't know what they're, they're they're smart dogs, I'm sure. But they don't speak English. And yeah, so. You're trying
0: to you're trying to save and kids and dogs and two right. nonprofits. That's that, that's skills. But yeah. There's a lot of delivery drivers, too, that listen to our shows. And I, that's something that's also like, all right. How do you keep your peace of mind in the skills level, whether an Amazon driver or a delivery driver of other kinds where you have to not only deal with the patients on the road, but when you have to go and move your car back and forth and try to find parking spots where nobody else is giving you an inch. Sure. And at the same time, trying to deal with customer relations on a front door basis or face to face basis.
1: Yeah. That is not
0: a job meant for everybody.
1: One, sometimes um, my, my nana sends me stuff in the mail. I'm very, very grateful for that. But she puts, like, one number is wrong on the address. And so they're always like a block further down, and they call me, and I'm just, and they're like, "Can you change?" And like, I, I'm, I'm trying to get this change, but how often do they have to deal with something's a little bit off, or you just miss me? And I, the, this was only person-to-person delivery. I couldn't leave it outside of your house, and so can you come back because you have your routine? But then you know, you leave room to help out the individual people too. And I don't even know about what conditions are like for them in the summertime and how hot it is in those delivery vehicles and stuff. I. I you know that that's something that's been uh, that a lot of people have been fighting for because it hasn't exactly been the most regulated of things. Delivery, <laughs> considering how it's ex- really exploded over the last 10 years or so. And so they I got to
0: keep the door open, the swing door open yeah. and all that stuff. So it's like, where is the, the line there? The skills that you know people present to themselves and maybe you have to develop these skills in order to survive with that job.
1: Oh, hundred percent. You don't have it initially, and and I would think any job where there's just again, if there's monotony, if there's if there's a lot of labor, it's it's the day of. But then, what I think I would struggle with is like we have another day tomorrow, we have another day tomorrow, and just and being able to live in that mindset like that that in and of itself is is a huge skill.
0: Uh, one of my first jobs uh, as a teenager was working in a couple of uh, factories. Uh, there was a wood shop and a metal shop and then eventually plastics. But a you know, very exciting life, and I couldn't wait to get out of it. Uh, but it was one in which I had to find also a, a lot of guys were telling me, like, you're working too fast. Oh, you need to slow it down. What were you
1: doing? Were you on the line?
0: I was. Uh, I, I, when you're starting out as a teenager, you got to start working as like you know, you're cleaning the bathrooms, you're washing the floors, sure. you're sweeping up, you're doing all sorts of stuff to just kind of like you know, apprentice your way up and mm-hmm. to start working on jobs. And uh, so there were times when it's like you're moving too fast. You were you've got to slow it down. So they actually taught me a skill of where to sweep up, where I do two strokes in front and then I sweep one stroke back. So there's always going to be a pile of stuff that makes it look like I'm doing a lot of work and I'm busy, but I'm never running out of a pile of garbage to keep sweeping up. Hmm. Two strokes forward, one stroke back it's tell you what it makes you look busy and it helps you at least shave off 45 minutes towards the end of the shift yeah so you keep moving
1: well sometimes it's just about keeping a, a certain energy level where you don't get bored <laughs> there's that right
0: yeah because you'll look bored and everyone else it, it, sets it, bil- oh, it sets a tone in the oh it sets a tone in in these shops where you know you see these people every day and they don't like it so yeah. you, you better just keep to yourself. Well, that's, a, two, three, factory five, working
1: don't. is timing. It's just, I, I feel like so many people, because you're just part of the assembly, one part of the entire process, that it is important for everybody to kind of row at the same time. I mean, that's what the rowers do. That's what they are doing on the East Coast with the rivers. But please, if you have a special set of skills for your job, send it in to us because uh, we know that the, things are getting tested this week at the NFL Combine. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marcos uh, comes into us uh, on the text line again 702-365-9200 don't be broke text line he says as a roll-off truck driver we service dumpsters in a lot of construction sites big and small and oftentimes in tight spaces where big trucks don't belong Uh, While on the road, we need to watch for other drivers who are almost always distracted on their phone, and we are hauling loads, sometimes as heavy as 20-plus tons, so slow turns and enough space to brake is important because we are also very top-heavy, but I get to jam out to my music and listen to the gate all day, (laughs) so thank you for providing my morning entertainment on the road. Thank you so much, Marcos. Uh, I I, dro- I drove to Utah on Friday. I did one of my Utah escape days right after the show. Okay. And uh, when I make that pilgrimage to St. George and 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 take, I think Cogars. it's ninety three. I went there. The line was too long. I skipped it.
0: Wait a minute, you. D- <laughs> <laughs> you drove an hour and you still were but like, this This line is too I don't, long? I
1: don't make that drive to go to Culver's. Culver's is simply part of the journey of oh, okay. the way. Oh, oh okay. So, All right. I'm like, sorry. No, it's okay. It's, <laughs> a, it's a whole process because the reason why I went out there originally, because I started doing this drive during, I think it was 2021 was the time that I found it. Because the first time I went to Culver's at Bullhead City, Uh, it was like summertime of 2020 and it was 4th of July and I wanted like a piece of home and I drove there and it was closed and so I cried the whole way home and listened to Kid Cudi and so (laughs) later on I found this place and I was really into labyrinths at the time like mazes I think a new Halsey album was coming out and one of the easter eggs was a labyrinth and so I was looking up labyrinths and they have those all over the country like man-made labyrinths like mazes you can go to and this This art village in St. George had one. And then I was like, well, I want to go visit it. But also I know for a fact there's a Culver's there because I drove through St. George when I moved out here. Double bonus. And so it just kind of all culminated together. But long way to the the short point that I was making, the truckers, when you're on the highway and just like the the different etiquette that you have of moving up, moving across different speeds. Because the speed limit is like 75. Nobody's going 75. Mm -mm. Nobody's going 75. Neither was I. But I, I think a lot about when I'm making those drives and the truck drivers and just what their every day is like and, and how they go about their business. When you drive for nine hours a day every day to just to get from, you know, uh, that's your bit.
0: Yeah, you miss entire towns. You yeah. kind of go on and an autopilot. And all these autopilot.
1: ding-dongs and their Mustangs and their Maseratis are out here. And little old me just li- just listen to my tunes. And I don't like it when people get too close to me and then I move over. Like, it's just you deal with a lot. We all have B.S., <laughs> Right, but not all of us deal with BS at 90 miles an hour.
0: No, but uh, the that kind of skills, th- those are specialized. Yes, mm-hmm. for all the drivers and the truckers, we absolutely uh, – uh, I, I, I always give a, a tip Huge of the cap. I see one where there is an ice arena right by our radio station, and the only way for deliveries to get done is for them to, like – all right, you drive down the road heading west, and then you put it in park and then reverse. And then while there's traffic still building up behind you, you have to then make this narrow turn into this tiny little alleyway where all the deliveries are in between two businesses and everybody's honking. Nobody is happy. And I'm sure the driver's like, I hate this gig. I hate this every Friday afternoon. Especially I have to make holding this up stuff.
1: traffic. You're if you want, like, like, ah, come on going. hey, haul!" Hey, you're hey, you're hey, like, "Oh okay, just let me do my job.
0: I, my heart goes out to you, man. I, I see right. it every week when uh. you have to make that delivery. Hey, uh, you're, you're tops of my book Kudos. over there on Flamingo and Fort Apache. Let's get some thoughts. All right. 702-365-9200. John and the OC, what's up? What's up?
2: Morning, morning. Uh, yeah, so you yeah, guys talking about truck, That's what I'm doing right now. Uh, I deliver beer out here in Southern California. I cover Long Beach. Um, so, yeah, I mean, challenge is basically traffic doing With knuckleheads out here that just cutting us off right. on the freeway, you got aggressive truckers too that are just, you know, those guys are trying to tr- trying to move it from the ports and just moving the goods. Those guys are always on the clock trying to make their money. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just basically customer service, patience on the road. Um, those things are those things are key in, uh, in truck driving. Depending on the type tr- trucking industry you're in, but I'm in the beer delivery, so I do a lot of restaurants and bars mm. in downtown. Um, and venues and stuff like that. But uh, aside from that, uh, shout-out to all the truckers out there listening on the road um, and Raider Nation, all the truckers out there. I see a lot of Raider Nation trucks out here. Yeah. So, okay, now we're everywhere. You know how that, how that is. But uh, aside from that, the QB situation, I got a question for you guys. Um, so I heard Justin Fields' option, Russell Wilson is a cheap option, great cheap option. But in long term, I mean – I guess he's joining that Chicago offense. I don't know if it was a QB or it was the system for the QB because a lot of guys are fitted for a certain type of system. So Justin Fields for me, is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Russell, he's a little high up there in age. I know he has what he called a chip on his shoulder. If we would, would get him at about a mil, which I love. Um, but I want, I, I personally want a long-term quarterback situation instead of a small fix, which we've been doing. Aside from Carr, he was there for nine years, but we, we, I, I just hope the uh, the the Celeste does his job, does the thing, and and, and goes up and moves in, and get who we want to go get, and then and then from there just start building credency around our offensive line, you know, patch a couple holes up at that right position.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh,
2: o- overall, I trust the process. I'm super hyped, and I can't wait to get uh, just the NFL season rolling again with this uh, with this uh, combine. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for the season, man. But uh, much respect to you guys. Thank, thanks for uh, letting Red Nation speak um, our minds and express ourselves. And uh, you guys do a great job. Love you guys.
1: Thanks, buddy.
0: Yeah, love you too, man. That's awesome. A Jim top thirst
1: mitigator right there. Yeah,
0: John from the OC, you're good, man. You're, love it. And he's right. Uh, you know the the the, the quarterback measurables are, are important. We even Eric Eager kind of talked about it to find the right guy. But you know he, he brought up like the fact that if Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams aren't going to throw this week, they're they're also not going to get measured this week. And college measurements are considerably different than what they are once they finally get to the NFL and everything gets graded accordingly correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pounds, weight, averages, arm length, all that stuff matters.
1: So they're not doing anything. Nope. They're just, not even in the interviews. Are they just hanging out in the hotel lobby during continental breakfast hours and extending them? You know those people. Can you just keep it open for 20 more minutes? My alarm just went off. I'm like, sir, the eggs are gone.
0: Right, right. The eggs are gone. What about the potatoes? Can I at least get the potatoes? The
1: waffle maker should be 24 hours. Like, out of respect. I mean,
0: how hard is it to keep the waffle maker? And it almost self cleans itself, right. right?
1: And you keep like the butter and stuff in the fridge so you don't have to worry about that hazard. But otherwise, you could just get one of those syrup machines that I mean, keeps it warm. I'm
0: on vacation. Who what, what am I going to not sleep in on my Correct. vacation? I need to have this breakfast too. Instead, I, I just get the finger pointed over to the area where there's like the bananas that are 17 days old, right. the uh, the oranges and the apples that the are all Or slightly
1: scared. bigger than the ice cream cup, the Häagen-Dazs like little bites that cost $15. dollars right. so oh. i like, I love Häagen-Dazs, but right. damn.
0: But I know it's Richard like Ben and Jerry's. They're too much money. Why are you being so mean to us? But the quarterback uh, measurables are interesting because if if the Raiders are hyper focused into finding, you know, the kind of their kind of QB, what is and who is going to be available. What are you looking for? Are they looking to trade up? Because the guys you're looking you to trade up to. for. Are you gonna be able to get a good read in the combine?
1: You have to almost, right? If it and it depends what group we're trying to trade up into. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not exactly in the DNA that we've seen from Tom Telesco, to right? In terms of trading up and so, but this is a new everything. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't necessarily hold some of the the, the different patterns that he that he displayed in his, what, over-decade time with the Chargers, because this is a whole different uh, world and situation and urgency level with these Raiders. and And that's where I think there's room where you could sign a veteran quarterback like Russell Wilson for a bridge deal and then have – uh, a guy that you draft, perhaps, to kind of sit back in the wings. But that's where some of the mocks that I've looked at, and there's a million mocks, and there's going to be a million more, and none of us know anything, and it's it's all just subjective. But most of the mocks that I'm seeing have J.J. McCarthy up in that top before the Raiders okay. are picked. Drake May is gone. Caleb Williams is gone. Jaden Daniels is gone. And so I'm seeing a lot of tackles falling to the Raiders mm. if 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 they don't trade up. And I'm of the of the opinion where I'm okay if they end up with the consolation prize, which is a hell of an offensive lineman. It's not going to be a sexy sell. I, I think a lot of the nation will probably be very disappointed in that. but that's where we we talk about maybe taking that quarterback later on in that second round. But that was kind of contingent on names like J.J. McCarthy being there or Pennix yeah, being Penix. there. Yeah. And and because of the market pressures that we've talked about, they're getting pushed up. They're going to they're probably be first-round talents or early first-round talents because people are trying to not be a transient average in the NFL, right? Um, I'm going to try yeah. to make that pick and take a chance, and maybe it bites me in the ass, but at least I'm giving myself that shot.
0: We talked about uh, a couple of days ago about – teams like think about the the draft being this humongous poker table mm-hmm. and who are the teams that are involved in are kind of ahead of you and what are they looking for and how are they going to play their hand well now we're starting to see some teams like the Giants are now be like yeah they need a quarterback and I kind of brought it up too it's like because Brian Dable needs to save his job because yeah, they they 100%. can't rely on what they were doing beforehand and, and, with, with Danny Jones
1: and that desperation aspect is is the most potent there is i think because because jobs are so quickly won and lost here yes they and are. they've given yeah. they've given daniel jones that that <laughs> chance and this year's draft class is so enticing that you're kind of willing to say well, this is a pretty good answer we got here, but there might be the answer, and so people are going to be willing to take a chance on that uncertainty over a more certain answer, and that's going to drive up prices. That's going to cause different players to be taken probably in in spots they aren't technically valued for, and so uh, it just the Raiders are going to be part of this game. Absolutely, they sh- they should be. But there are going to be losers too. And sometimes, like we were talking about with Eric, I mean, this is different when we're talking about uh draft versus free agency, but losing out in a particular part of talent acquisition doesn't always spell doom and gloom the way that you, you right. think it does, at least in the immediacy. Right? You gotta give these people time to develop, give them a chance, all that. You never know. Yeah, you that never was, know. That
0: was fascinating what you and Eric were talking about, especially at the tight end position of how you know re- Atlanta's probably regretting the Kyle Pitts, you know, uh, pick and i'm still thinking like well even then you better let him develop a little bit because he's such a special player but think about how long it takes for tight ends to go and make that impact that you think that you were going to get on day one Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen that way
1: and the clock and the way that we um i guess measure or just understand a person's potential and how quickly they're supposed to reach it is so dependent on what type of label we stick on you first round talent second round talent high end free agent like you have different pressures and so i, I just i don't want to be in the in the race where we're trying to be the one that spends the most you know that's not a good that's not a good competition to win
0: it isn't man i think actually now having a general manager who not is always. experienced and understands and doesn't have to go and push pull the trigger on on just you know the the most uh, you know dangling hot free agent that's out there sparkling and that's going to make your 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 margin as a as a first time GM Tom Telesco's is not like that he's not going to be pushed by those pressures
1: right and like that's where we also have to start having a conversation beyond your your big names too I, I mentioned earlier I was starting to watch some tape on Spencer Rattler Vinny sent it to me last week. Is there a world where the nation would be okay with maybe signing somebody like Russell Wilson and then drafting somebody like Spencer Rattler and then having Akon as well? Like, does that does that potential exist? Or would you could you go in with an Acon and a Spencer Rattler? Like, would that be that mm-hmm. offensive considering what this draft is? You're losing out on the prized horse. I know. I know. But there's still a lot of good throughout the rest of this draft that's going to help this team get closer to its goal, which is back into legitimate competition or or contention and then competing for a championship.
0: All right. Lindsay and Clay, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more of your phone calls. Raider Mike, Jim the Mailman on hold. We'll come back with you and also tell you how you can win $2,024 just by listening to The Gate. Raider Nation Radio. It's next. Let your voice be heard. Call the Morning Tailgate at
3: 702-365-9200. To me, he has all the ability. You haven't seen it all yet. None of us have. There's risk involved. He's not a, uh, you know, he's not a perfect player, but I think you can fill in the gaps when you have somebody who's got size, uh, who's got a live arm, who's a good athlete.
4: I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom
0: Coming back here at Raider Nation Radio, Lindsay Clay and you, The Morning Tailgate. It was Daniel Jeremiah from ESPN talking about Drake May and then Liam Nielsen talking about his impressive set of skills that he does at his job. What are yours? Give us your thoughts. What are your biggest challenges of your gig and the specialized skills it takes to adapt as we talk about the kind of skills it takes at the Combine? for people to move ahead and to be separated from their own peers. 702-365-9200 is the number to call in. We got guys on hold and you could also hit 702-365-9200 on the text line. Our keyword for the day for our jackpot is Stardust. Text Stardust to 702-365-9200 and you could win $2,024 here. Just enter once per day from uh, 7 to 5 p.m. All right, so... We got calls on hold and we'll get some thoughts as well uh, on the uh, on Twitter as well and X 920 a.m. Raider Mike's been waiting patiently good morning to you sir Good
3: morning Clay Good morning Lindsay I have that same set of particular skills that Neeson has and if anyone ever comes after my daughter I will display them proudly anyway love this topic you know two main career choices army truck driver when i went to l.a to follow my raiders out of oakland in the 80s and fortune 500 closer the trucking part i'm a 21 year old kid just arrived in l.a give me my rig i'm gonna fly over that grapevine into magic mountain and I already made the Grapevine my own magic mountain. I mean, it was balls to the wall on that accelerator, running up and down those mountains. Clay, do you know those mountains?
0: Uh, if you're riding a J.B. Hunt, I could imagine that would have been a bumpy ride. No, it was market transport. Okay, nice.
3: Yeah. High-end freight liners, bro. Those things clicked up the mountains. <laughs> <So> anyway, <laughs> The truck driver thing, that's what I did. The other particular skill is going to the bathroom in a milk jug so you don't have to go in the rest area and lose a half hour. Good
0: idea.
1: Lucky? No. I have Trust if me. a
3: Raider game, Lindsay, <laughs> and I, I, I'm behind schedule. I'm going to do crazy things to get to that game okay. in L.A. That's just what's going down.
0: Maybe bring two coffee cans uh, instead of one. No no, coffee cans don't work bro no oh, okay
3: no jug. Jugs. It's clean got it sorry it's clean coffee let's get off that clay
0: <laughs> no problem
3: come you don't on want it man. Brought it up
0: <laughs> <laughs> but impressive skills man you got impressive skills in order to adapt
3: well i i'm an, I'm a film expert I mean I went to film school ucla I made films been in big time movies what? which Blew me away, Clay. Why did you call me a star of the screen and stage? Do you know what I've done or something?
0: No, I didn't. I just felt since you were doing some on-stage work at Dino's, Lot a neighborhood-style pub, you know, that, yeah. that's, that's weak. No, I've been in big. I'll get together with you too. Oh,
1: come we'll on! Go. <laughs> Share something with us. Yeah, What's your ahead. biggest bill?
4: IMDb. It.
1: <sighs> come on. TV. Okay.
4: Um,
3: TV, Nowhere Man. Bruce Green, Greenwood's first big breakout role. I was the main assassin chasing Nowhere Man, Bruce.
0: Wow, that's cool. That's really cool.
3: I'm
1: looking this up right now.
3: It it, it followed X-Files. We only lasted a year. Oh. But I did uh, eight episodes. I'm the only assassin, government assassin. Oh, I know this with guy. With glasses on. Uh, I did Body of Evidence.
0: Oh, with uh, Willem Dafoe and Madonna.
3: And Madonna in Portland. Yeah, I was a featured extra. I had one great line. Um, this is a great story. Since th- there's no football now, so we can do this. Do it. Weird stuff. Here
1: it comes. Anyway,
3: I, I I got this featured extra scene. I got one line. Julianne Moore's in the room. Willem Dafoe's in the room, and we're. Between it took forty eight takes to to do that restaurant scene, more. <laughs> okay. What a pleasure! Takes. You know why? Because between takes, me and the folk kept getting so angry at people screwing up their stuff, their lines. We would sit down, and my my table with the blonde I'm having dinner with is in the shot the whole time. So I have a beer, full beer. So between the takes. Defoe would come over and sit down and drink the beer with me.
1: Oh, <laughs> continuity team was not pleased.
3: Hours, exactly,
1: continuity.
3: <laughs> but I knew Defoe's career up and down, you know, streets of fire, to live and die in L.A.
0: Great movies.
3: So, it, well, I, like I, I've told you this, Clay, and we that stuff can't be on air. My experience in L.A., it was monstrous. Weinstein-ish.
0: Oh, I love it. Hey, I, Mike, we got to run. Thank you for the call. That was excellent, dude.
3: Raiders!
0: <laughs> oh, that was good. Whoa. Whoa. That's Hollywood Raiders I never right there.
1: know what to expect with him, honestly. He's like a Mad Libs caller. I don't know where he's going to go, what where he's been before, right?
0: It's, it could go in any different direction. And, and what a human. All at once, meet in the middle.
1: Unbelievable.
0: 702-365-9200 is the number we're the talking phone about. Must the, have been hammered. I know. I must have been just like just I don't know. Blown out. I don't out. know
1: what year. Where, oh, I did. I do know what year this was. I, I was looking it up. This uh, this show. This nowhere man. It's this hard is to find. Ninety six. Uh, okay, so it's not so, exactly. Uh, it, uh, well, this is probably filmed. It premiered on August twenty eighth of ninety five. So it was filmed in ninety four still not in the 80s level of irresponsibility of, of craziness but who knows it's hollywood oh uh,
0: who knows but who knows? fox was trying to do everything to find a lead in for x-files and a mo- and a show after x-files to find out like all right
1: what night of the week were they they
0: moved all over the place they would be sometimes tuesday nights sometimes they I think they p- pigeonholed themselves on friday nights for a while mm. uh, but like you know we saw that the fox tried to do that on sundays like who do we have following the simpsons and then who do we put in between in living color and you know uh it, it was awesome it, they're trying to do everything they could.
1: Yeah, it's like show grafting. You're here oh, for this yeah. one. Hopefully you stick around for this one long enough where you want to come back next week, too.
0: <laughs> Just to keep you listening longer. Yeah. Can you stay on the same channel for two hours? 702-365-9200 south of Pittsburgh. It's Jim, the mailman. Jim! Jim, when, when we were thinking about a, a, an impressive set of skills that you do at your job that very few people would understand, I was thinking of you, my friend. I'm glad you called
4: in. You don't have to ask me about my deliveries. All that's <laughs> right. Let's hear it. Why Why well, would we have to ask you? Well, I mean, Pittsburgh, they need infrastructure for once. Okay. The streets are not wide enough, so therefore parking, dropping a package off, it, it's its very hard and difficult, I must say, compared to Long Island. Long Island has plenty of room, you know? Yeah. So. It was made the right I mean, way. Yeah. I mean. I mean, these these roads must be at least—they're probably like a hundred years old, you know—and they never updated their um, infrastructure, which is, you know, it's sad. I mean, they got the rooms to do it, but I don't know. That's, that's, yeah.
0: That's a, yeah, but good luck trying to get a millage together to widen the roads in the neighborhoods, right?
4: Well, that you know, the money-wise, you know, you know, and and the Congress. Yeah, we haven't yeah. invested in infrastructure in years. Never, never. never. So, anyway, Lindsay, I agree everything you said.
1: Oh, thank you.
4: As far as drafting, I, I'm leaning on this Spencer guy as my sleeper. I think we could get him in the second round. I still, I'm 100% forward towards an offensive tackle where you can draft him for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're going to, if you're going to, Trade up to get you know one, two, or three pick. The Raiders better hope they don't have a losing record. If what, I'm, what I mean is they better have a winning record, and therefore, like next year, have a late, late first round pick. Because if you if you do this, and they continuously lose and get like a top ten pick, we're in trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean. Right offense. Are you willing to sacrifice that you're not going to have a first and second round pick for the next two years, possibly three? Plus, you might give up a player. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that.
0: Right, because you could spoil the core. The core has been waiting for you know a moment to they actually go and say, "All right, let's springboard ahead and find success." But you can't have any more wasted years, right?
4: No, I mean the time is now. I mean. You've got to hit a home run on this draft and the free agency. You have to, you have to make the playoffs. You have to have a winning record. No, no, no less than 10 or 11 wins. Not, not even 10. At least 11, 12 wins. Whew. That's a must. You can't have like a six, seven, eight season. No. Because then you're going to be a top 10 pick and you're not, you're not going to have a, a first round and somebody else is going to get it. Whew. And it's going to set you back.
0: I love it.
1: That's Thank a high you, Jim. bar, Jim.
0: Have a great day, Jim. We appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. 702-365-9200.
1: That man has standards. Uh, that man has very high standards for this team. Because even if you think about like what 11-12 wins means, even like that's a, a tall task for a number one overall pick to do, mm-hmm. that level of turnout, especially with the expectation to do it. That's the big thing that's hanging around here that I don't think we talk about enough just in general because we always love to bring up the the Houston Texans and the big example that they set. And a lot, what I think, has to do with their success other than their greatness that C.J. Stroud played with this year at D'Amico Ryans, the whole bit, the what they've sacrificed these last few years. But nobody expected them to be jack squat nothing this year. And there's a certain amount where even when we were doing picks for throw the flag every saturday or i'm just like i don't know if houston's for real yet i don't know if houston's for real yet and that's that's my own kind of limit, limited limited mm-hmm. view on it but i'm not the only one that's like eh, I'm, we'll see we'll see we'll see and then all of a sudden it's like 8 weeks in and you're like oh damn they're actually like a decent team but there's that there's when you have that expectation to say this team needs to have 12 wins that I guarantee you you're not gonna have a good time next year. I guarantee it. Even if they do find a way to piece themselves at 12 wins, there's no way that anybody has fun with that because of that gaudy expectation and anything from the first weeks that that is showing anything less than mastery, because that's what you're asking for for 12 wins, is mastery from this coaching staff from this roster instantaneously. And
0: mastery in free agency and in the draft.
1: Yeah. And so that's where it's like, I get I get where Jim's at. And I and and it's kind of weird because you want twelve wins, but then to take a little bit of the slower route, more vegetable like approach in the draft. You know, that's if you're going for the astronomical rise, then you do bet the house and everything on Caleb Williams or whoever, and then anything less than twelve wins is there. But I I don't that doesn't sound fun to me.
0: <laughs> well, you're a slow roller though. I I am a slow so roller. You're that this is jumping the gun. Yes, but I can see where expectations now are starting to be like, all right when you hear names like spencer Rattler and akon and and maybe even like a russell wilson akon does that temper- does that really
1: inspire 12 wins does to that you? inspire
0: 12 wins
1: does that honestly and then and taking the rest of the calculus in first time head coach again not a knock against him just saying that and 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 it's something that you can absolutely weaponize uh, a great core of players an offense that hasn't been able to get off the ground like there's a certain amount of like go that I need to see before I say they're gonna go real far I'm like how about we make it down the block before I bet it on the long road trip right I gotta see some more of that and yeah, so
0: it's gonna take more than a you know, 11 change.
1: 12 wins is, is a is a very gouty goal but you know what I know Jim's not the only one and I know that this this uh, fan base is desperate for a level of success that uh this roster certainly is capable of. But it's just whether or not you can get everybody to sing in unison at the same time.
0: So More of your thoughts mm-hmm. on the other side. Lovely. Lindsay and I will be here. Jesse Merrick joins us at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Jesse Merrick will join us in a few minutes from News 3. We'll talk about the Raiders, free agency, combine expectations, all that with Jess. Meribar. Meribar. 9 o'clock. Out to the phone, 702-365-9200. Thank you for the text. Keep them coming. 702-365-9200. Out to the north, Las Vegas, with Dark Side Don. Good morning to you, sir.
5: Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone? We're hey,
1: doing God, great, Dark Side. How are you? Uh, I, I'm always good. Right on. I'm always good. Um, so I see that there's a lot
5: of truckers in Ready Nation, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's actually pretty dope. Um, my, my, spe- my specialty skill is the same thing, but, you know, like I told you before, I do conventions. So, mm-hmm. out here in Vegas, the convention, the convention game is is a different animal. So, like how one caller was saying, you know, or it, it might have been a text where the, the 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 space is really no space at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 people that you're driving, like Vegas drivers, don't care. And then I have this fan. I said I have this fan, and I believe it honestly. Most people that are driving regular cars want us to care more for their life than they care for their life because Mm. they'll do some, they'll, they'll do some (laughs) ass nine shit. Excuse me. I'm sorry, (laughs) but they'll do some ass nine stuff. Um, um, but it is crazy. Um, other than that, you know, backing in, you know, blindsiding, um, and doing things like that. Sure. Uh, it's, 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 it's hectic. We have, we, as far as getting on the dock, and backing into, we literally, we literally have maybe about a minimum of ten to fifteen feet on either side of us to back in our whole fifty three foot trailer. Oh, mm-hmm. no room so forever! No room forever. Like, if you know what, this, so if you've been to the Sands for a convention and you've seen that dock on the Sands, you get an understanding of what I'm saying. It's 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 crazy. A lot of people. We've had people come out here to try to drive for us, and be, before they even. Are finished with their test. That they tell us now nah, we're good. We can't do this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's crazy. It's, it's literally crazy out here. But so that's that would be my my specific skill. Um, as far as uh, Spencer Ratliff, for me I, that's like going back to Derek Carr. Mm. And I'm just I'm I'm gonna just be honest because you know I I I'm of the opinion outside of the the unicorns that we you know the Jalens, the Jalen Hurts. You know, even if you really want to be honest, if you want to say um, uh, Lamar, because um, he was the last pick of the first round. You know, mm-hmm. those those type of those type of players they go in the later rounds, the second, third, fourth rounds for a reason. Um, there's some they have a ceiling that, and they have a floor that that's probably never going to be passed. It's just that's where they're at. So you know, I used to always say, Derek. You see, he had a, a his ceiling and his floor was the same level, and I believe that Derek's ceiling and his floor was the same level. What, what we saw with Derek is what we were going to see with Derek, no matter what. On a bad day, on a good day, we were going to see the same Derek Carr. I believe that that's exactly what we're going to get if we was to go to Spencer Ratliff or you know the quarterback in the second and third round type thing. We're going to get that same quarterback, and I'm tired of seeing that quarterback. I want somebody that I can get excited about that I believe that if the team is playing bad, he's going to be able to uplift the team. That's somebody that I want. Um, as far as the, the the what the last caller said is with the the twelve win thing. To be honest, the twelve win is the equivalent of an eleven and five uh, eleven and five season when we had sixteen games. So if, if if you're thinking eleven and five, that means a third seed. I would be me as as, as a Raider fan. I would be okay with a ten 7 seven first year for AP as a full time head coach. A ten and seven would be an improvement, leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. A ten and seven, a ten and seven would get us in the playoffs. A ten and seven would show improvement. A ten and seven would still ha- tell us that we have room to grow. That's the things that I'm looking at, and those are the things that I'm expecting. Show me consistent improvement. Even when we had John Bruton, we still seen consistent improvement, which is a good thing. So, if if if, if you're gu- you know they always say "gun for the stars," you know shoot for the stars. And if you fail to hit them, at least you got high because you were you were shooting high, which is which is true. But at, at, at the same time, to go into a season thinking 12 wins, yeah, that, that's, that's a little steep, in my opinion. So, you know, um, third, third seed, that's kind of high. Fifth seed, sixth seed, seventh seed, I, I could appreciate that.
1: Right that's on.
0: Great stuff, Don. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Don. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, avoid the Sands dock at all costs. Right. At least one day more in a row.
0: It's not easy. I don't know how some of those guys do it, but at the same time, because for the conventions, a lot of things are just stacked pallet on top of pallet on top of pallet. And if you're on the forklift or the high lows and you're trying to like figure out, all right, how do I get the thing off the top of the pallet without breaking everything below it? And there is even less room for you to maneuver. And there's other high lows and, and forklifts running zing, zing, zing right by you. Everyone's waiting for you. There's tons of pressure at that job that is not enjoyable.
1: People who operate heavy machinery in general fascinate me how much touch there is to it and and how how much time you probably have to spend working to develop that touch where there are fragility concerns where it's like well this isn't considered fragile to the human hand but you're working with with like you said forklifts or big things or cranes i'm like i don't understand (laughs) uh but but nothing but but kudos because i know that The things that Vegas does, they do it at the highest level possible. Because, like, conventions, they happen all the time, every day. There, there's a million of them, so you're getting the reps and you're expected to get this done within this time. And so uh, nothing but kudos to all those people that make our world run. Oh, there are a my lot goodness, of thankless yes. jobs, especially when we hear a lot from the truckers. I'm very aware of the backbone of our country, everything being uh, to people who drive and, and make sure that products get from point A to point B. Oh,
0: I know it. And it almost seems like uh, as much as we depend and re- absolutely rely on all of you to do that, it seems a little invisible to when the product yeah. actually gets placed and is done. And we're talking like some of the- uh, And Dark I, Side's
1: so true about ju- like, they expect that uh, truckers are supposed to care more about the <laughs> our lives than the people who are actually driving. Because yes. we're just like doing whatever we want, get our little sippy on with our phone, listening to our tunes. Like We and matter.
0: Reckless. And you don't.
1: Reckless. And
0: uh, we'll, we'll get into more of this in the third hour as well as your thoughts at 702-365-9200. Jesse Merrick, he joins us next.